Welcome to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We're a couple of overweight barbecue enthusiasts trying to share our love for sweet and smoky food with the world. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about life, share recipes, successes, and failures that have all led to our love of cooking outdoors. <laughs> oh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fat Guys with Smokers. I'm John here with Mike. Mike, why are you laughing? Uh, you know, just these intros. You would think at this point that it would just be like, meh, meh, but I feel like we get tripped up and we end up laughing every time because yeah. somebody says something weird. Well, and this is this is episode twenty. Wow. Can you believe we've stuck with anything for 20? <laughs> I was going to say 20 episodes. Impressive. 20 episodes and plus I th- this may actually be like 21 is the episode we did with Haley. Mhm. I don't right. know if that had a number because it was supposed to be like for a rainy day. Mhm. Um but it was too good not to share. Yeah. And then if you really want we could our boys uh book report. Oh, that's true. Was I on there so. too. That was a bonus, but um yeah. Yeah, 20, uh, 20 episodes. It's kind of crazy. This is a momentous occasion. Yeah. Who, we should get like, you know, those uh, plaques people get for YouTube, like when they've got a million views or whatever. <laughs> 20 episodes. We should get like 20 episodes. We never kids make it. That'd be awesome. I like that. Yeah, we'll put Damon and Charlie on that. I think yeah. they'd be all over it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I know. I remember when, when we were first getting started, like I was, I was buying the audio interface and the mics and... Haley was like, what are you spending all of this money on? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not crazy expensive, but, you know, there's got a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff and a camera. And mm-hmm. she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is going to be like everything else. You're going to do it for a week. And then you're going to be like, this is weird. I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, but we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Every week, as we just yeah. mentioned, it's like, how do we start this? <laughs> pretty awesome yeah so welcome everybody now that mike and i are through our awkward uh, intro yeah we made it we made it through the intro it's all downhill from here i don't know um i hope it's not downhill yeah it's only gonna get better Mm -hmm. um but let's get started i'm excited about what we're gonna talk to talk about today i feel like we've done more research on this than any other episode that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the problem with it is, is so we're going to talk about flat top griddles mm-hmm. today. Um, we we're going to talk about three different brands and we reached out to them. They all got back to us. Really grateful for, for that. Um, and we're going to talk about why they think they're, you know, the best on the market and what might work. Um, Mike and I both desperately want to buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is an interesting position to be in. Like, I feel like uh, you might look at this and be like, you guys don't even have one. Why are you doing an episode on it? But I feel like as the buyer, you're not set in your ways. You're not, well, I just have this one and this is what I like. You're still very open to everybody's opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. At least that's it, what I'm telling myself. And my opinions changed as I've gone through this. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one of the good things and bad things of doing research is 
normally when I don't do research, I let my wallet do the dis- like the decision making, and it's more mm-hmm. a like cost benefit quick analysis. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, mm, maybe there is a reason that one costs nine hundred dollars, and yeah, do I want to sit around and save my pennies longer? Mm-hmm. So. Um, but before we do that, let's let's do a shout out. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Um, yeah, wanted to wanted to do a shout out for Downright Delicious. So it's down dot right delicious on on Instagram, um, and I'm pretty sure he's on uh, Facebook. He's probably on TikTok. Um, we really just need to bite the bullet and get on TikTok. But uh, dude, did you see Montana? tried to pass a law this week banning TikTok in the state of Montana. Really? Yeah. I just saw the headline. I didn't read all the details of how they were even going to try and enforce it, but it's a thing, man. Like this is a school issued iPad and it can't get TikTok because the government has a ban on it yeah. or whatever. Like it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So So maybe we'll stay off it. Maybe we're ahead of the curve. It's what? happening again. Hi Siri. Sorry. Um it wouldn't just, be an episode without just me turned mine on saying that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so Drew, Drew has Down syndrome, um, but is out there making some awesome content. He's, a, you know, lots of times in life we run up against challenges and we have hard things happen. I don't have anything as hard as what he's got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has embraced it and has just taken the challenges that he's gotten, made it really cool. He's got some cool, uh, catchphrases and the way he does it um and best of all he makes some really good food yeah it looks delicious and he's hilarious like, yeah he's a watch. he's got a big a breakfast burrito um that he makes on his on his instagram page that just looks freaking delicious hmm. it looks downright delicious as a matter of fact oh i see what you did there well done john well done which one of these buttons is that i'll take it I didn't even know that was a thing. I know. This thing's got all sorts of things. I'm scared. One of these I'm going to press is, and it's like long. I think this one's clapping. What? We need more of that. Yeah. Is anyway. there a laugh track? There's the drums. Um, a little funky. Oh. A little funky town. Okay. All right. Wow. We can get a laugh track on here. <laughs> That would help me out, just because then I know when I'm killing it, you know. That'll work. Do that for you today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to bring the the pre-programmed sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, if you're not following Drew, go check him out. Um, again, it's down dot right delicious. Very uh, funny. Very cool. Very delicious. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> yeah, he says that every time. He's, in the he's got a t-shirt with it on that I <laughs> desperately want. Haley, if you're listening, get the merch. Get the merch. So, uh, I guess, Mike, we can do this a couple of ways. We can go through the feedback we got. You've got a list of things that you want to cook yeah. on the grill. Should we maybe talk about that, get people excited about yeah, this idea? Yeah, let's do that and get kind of the, before we get into the boring stuff. Um, I uh, Yeah, so I've only cooked on my Camp Chef griddle when we're camping. Um, so I've done breakfast, breakfast burritos, things like that. 
but I've been watching some things that people cook on these flat top grills. Like it's insane. Like the Philly cheesesteaks look amazing. Um, I watched a guy make like an Italian, I don't even know what you'd call it, an Italian sandwich, I guess. Like a warm Italian sandwich. Watch a guy make those beef and cheddars that you get at Arby's. Uh-huh. Cook that on a flat top. Like, there are a ton of things. And the fried rice. Yeah. So I uh, served my mission um, in Peru. We've talked, mm-hmm. I think we've talked a little bit about this. I served a, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, and lived in Lima, Peru. I was actually only in Lima for a couple of months, and then I was out in the rainforest, but that's a whole different part of the story. But they've got street like food carts on the street mm-hmm. everywhere that sell nothing but fried rice. Mm. And it was awesome, man. I love fried rice. Like whole meals, like all you need is fried rice. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because I went to Wisconsin. There was a guy from Peru that I did exchanges with that made me some fried rice. It was phenomenal. I didn't realize it was such a big thing over there. But. Arroz chipa. Yeah, yep, boy. It was very good. Yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we talk about like America. I say America. This is the other thing that people in South America really hate is like we call ourselves Americans. Oh, we stole America from them, huh? Yeah, there is more than just the United States of America. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's what <laughs> I'd tell them. Yeah, but we're the only ones that call ourselves that. So what are you so going to do win, about it? All right. Merca. Um, we talk about it being the melting pot, mm-hmm. man, there were so many different cultures in Peru. And like, I hear a lot about different Latin American countries and hmm. we can talk about world war two since that's the other thing that 35 year old men are supposed to be yeah. really big on. But that, uh, the end of world war two drove a lot of that. So, yeah. um, anyways, there's our, there's our culture for the day. Yes. Our geopolitics, if you will. Yep. Um, oh, you've got sm- along with that fried rice. Like I've seen people do like hibachi style uh-huh. stuff. Like that sounds awesome. Yeah, and you've got on here uh, smash burgers. Yeah, dude, I love smash burgers. I have never had one. I made some in my cast iron skillet. Like, I guess it's been a few months now, but it, they're awesome. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan. Have you, uh, well, you were in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You ever hit White Castle? I haven't, no. Oh. White Castle is like the ultimate flat top burger. Oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, there's a whole science behind the way they do their burgers, but their patties have holes in them. Okay. So that the steam comes up and it doesn't like make their patty all, um, wonky and stuff. Hmm. But then they fill those holes as they're cooking with onions that get grilled, and they use mustard like right on the grill. Oh wow! If you like mustard and onions, it is the best hamburger. Huh. Plus, they're like bite sized, so you can eat like a hundred of them. Yeah. See, that's all I've heard about White Castle is they have the little sliders. So, uh huh. Obviously, that turned me off a little bit, but no, no, no. You just like roll up and you're like, I need twenty sliders. <laughs> hmm. My dad's it's like a, a twenty piece nugget. Yeah, my dad's got a buddy who used to tell a story about uh pulling up at like one o'clock in the morning with after they'd been driving for before you got on a plane and flew around for work, they'd drive sometimes. Uh-huh. Um and they pulled up at like one o'clock in the morning 
White Castle was a 24-hour place. <laughs> Can we get a hundred sliders? I would hate him. <laughs> oh, and they did. Like they were like, I'm sorry. Did you say 100 sliders? Yes, 100 sliders. Uh, sir, that's gonna be a minute. Oh, I worked at McDonald's in high school, and we'd have a bus come, like after a football game, Ugh. right after for Big Mac Monday. So I guess maybe it wasn't football, but a bus for something. And they ordered a hundred Big Macs, and it was, I was the only one in the grill. It was hardcore. Woof. I was not excited. Um. But have you seen Smash Tacos? Uh, I've seen a couple of videos on them. Yeah. Kind of the same idea, but you put your tortilla on top and smash it. Like, it looks pretty interesting. I know. Unpopular opinion. Ooh. I don't really like ground beef. What? Like, I like hamburgers. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. hamburgers are the one thing I really like ground beef on, but... I don't do ground beef tacos very often. Like we do a lot of chicken tacos, a hmm. lot of like pork, like carnitas, pulled pork, reused tacos. I guess ground beef tacos. I mean, I don't mean to sound elitist, but it's kind of like the baseline, and then everything else is kind of a step up from there. Like if I went to a taco truck and asked, and I got ground beef tacos, I think I'd be pretty upset. Right. If I went to Taco Bell, I would expect ground beef tacos. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I've seen the, the smash tacos, all the ones I've seen have been ground beef and Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know how excited I want to be about them. Yeah. That's fair. I've seen some Berea tacos that people have done it with. That looks pretty good. I, uh, I finally got myself off the, off the kick, but uh, there was a while, like, Anytime I saw Berea tacos on a sign, like I pulled the car over. Yeah. Like I just, I freaking love Berea. <laughs> They're good. Very good. Uh, other weird things. Popcorn. Have you seen popcorn on a griddle? I haven't. How do you? So they throw down some popcorn, like some oil. Yeah. Right? And then just uh, kernels. And then there's a lid. Okay. So they put it over and then just kind of move it around. Oh yeah, that Until makes sense. It starts popping. I can see that. I was like, "How do you contain yeah. that?" Yeah. Like, it was pretty interesting because the lady put the lid on top. I mean, it's a big lid, like nine by thirteen or bigger, and she put it over there. And then as she's moving it around, you can hear it popping. And she moves the lid. There's just like an astronomical amount of popcorn on there. It's kind of cool looking. That's crazy. She melted Skittles down and Ooh. then mixed it together. I wasn't a fan of that part, but. No, I don't know. Maybe it's good. I mean, I'm a big fan of like stove pop popcorn. Hmm. Um, like I actually like I hate. That's almost the only way I'll eat popcorn anymore. Hmm. I know I'm extra. Well, you have that fancy popcorn maker that we made over here that one time. You put like coconut oil down, and it like fancy. moves around. Do you know what I'm talking? Oh, about? yeah, the one that somebody dropped the bowl and it broke and. Oh. Now it's pointless. Oh, bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I've got one of the like pans with the hand crank on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Bought a bought a cheap one, wore that out, and for Christmas a year or two ago, Haley got me a like the nice stainless steel, like solid, never gonna wear out one. Oh, cool. So I've never seen one of those. Yeah, but no, it's great because you like you throw your sugar in the bottom or your caramel whatever and you like get really good. Mm. Get great results there. Um, 
the other thing that I saw in here. Yeah. Uh, loaded, loaded potatoes. Dude, it looks phenomenal. Um, I've been playing Mr. Mom this week. Uh-huh. Um, I have always respected my wife for the work she does in the home. Uh-huh. And I call it work with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough money in the world to no. make me a stay-at-home oh, dad. Heck no, man. I, uh, I've only done it a few days at a time. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I need to go back to work. Love my kids. Yeah. But I could never be home with them all the time. Well, it, And it's not even that it's the kids are being home. Like, there's no break. Mm-mm. Like I go to work and like I have a job that like is hard and like is demanding and you know I put in nine or ten or eleven hours at work, but then I come home and I can like shut my brain off mm-hmm. a little bit. Even if I'm doing emails or getting phone calls or something, I can still like there's that separation. Mm-hmm. Like there is no separation. Like I wake up and my kids need something and yeah. When they go to bed, like, then I've got to, like, finish working on dishes and mm-hmm. making, like, what are we going to eat tomorrow? And yeah, it is exhausting. So to all of you stay-at-home parents, um, men, women, all of you, whoever you are, whatever circumstance, props to you. Well done. Very well done. Yeah. And the ones that do both, like... Yeah. That's a whole nother level. I, yeah. Impressive. Very, very impressive. We say that with utmost sincerity. Like it is, it is pretty incredible. But I bring that up because last night as I was laying in bed at quarter after 12, not falling asleep, watching TV, uh, Arby's has loaded French fries Hmm. that have like chicken and bacon and cheddar and, Oh, I saw that and I was like, oh, you can make that on a flat top. And then I saw this morning you had this on the, mm-hmm. had it on the sheet that that's, I'm all about loaded, yeah. loaded potatoes. Me too. Yeah, it looked really good. It's basically like a giant hash, but you could put whatever you want in with them. I thought about um, like uh, using leftover pulled pork or something like that, throwing them in the potatoes. That sounds pretty good to me. Dude, hash. Hash is maybe one of the like most underrated things mm-hmm. in the whole world. Yeah. And I mean, I know part of it is, is like canned corned beef hash kind of looks and smells like Alpo. <laughs> <laughs> like I say that, like it's in my food storage. I love corned beef hash. <laughs> Nobody else in my family will eat it. My dad got me hooked on it when I was a kid. And like, I love it. There's nothing better than waking up in the morning to, and having like a real crispy corned beef hash with an egg fried over the top of it, eating it on toast. Like, I don't think I've ever had corned beef hash. Dude. You just pour it out of a can into the pan and fry yeah. it up. You've got a, you've got a dog. Like, you know what canned dog food looks yeah, like, right? Sure do. Uh, You're not selling it very well, but go on. And it doesn't sell itself, <laughs> man. Like, you open it up and you're like, cold congealed like oh, fat dude, potatoes it look and it doesn't smell great either like it's <laughs> like everything it sounds like the total package john this is sounding real good <laughs> everything about it you're just like nope hormel you did you did me wrong you you mixed up the lines oh and no and then you like start to fry it up and like 
it starts to crisp and like it ends up being like one of the best things ever. Hmm. Well, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'll, uh, one of these weeks when you come over, <laughs> this is why you watch the YouTube, everybody. You miss a lot when you only when you only listen to the podcast. Make sure you hit the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, corned beef hash sounds disgusting. To be honest with you, when you one of these weeks when you come over, we'll have we'll have corned beef hash before the show. Oh, I don't know. And you can tell everyone how spectacular Although, it is. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, but that's what I thought about Danny. When you're like, yeah, I was going to cook us some lamb. I was like, lamb in the morning? What the? First the way, of all, gross. The way Second you just all, said ugh. that. The way you just said that. That's what I thought about Danny. Hard pause. Okay, okay wait. Not Danny, but when he cooked lamb for us before the podcast episode, 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning, I was like, gross. But it was actually really good. So Lamb's freaking good. Yeah. The way he cooked it, I got some of that seasoning he used, and Did I'm you? a big fan. I use it on a lot of stuff. I actually, I've got some lamb in the fridge that I'm going to cook this week. That mm. I'm super excited for. Right on. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get into. Should the, we get into? Let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So we uh, we sent an email to three three prominent companies in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, Loco Cookers, which is based out of. Columbus, Georgia, I learned. Um, I feel like you see them at a lot of the, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like Home Depot, right? Mm -hmm. All those places. Yeah. Home Depot's got them. Um, I think Lowe's sells them too. Mm. I don't know. Are you a Lowe's or a Home Depot? Dude, I go back and forth. When I was finishing my basement, I found that Lowe's usually had everything I was looking for. So I went there more. But if I'm going somewhere, I almost always go to Home Depot. Yeah, Despite I think it depends on experience. what I'm buying. Hmm. But I feel like Lowe's is generally a little more expensive. Yeah, I can see, see that. But I also think it's funny that like there's a very like you're a Home Depot guy or you're a Lowe's guy. Yeah, like there's mm-hmm. very few people are like you that are like I don't know I just go to whichever one's closer. Mm-hmm. Like no, yeah. like it's very specific. Uh huh. Yeah. I've had good experiences at both, bad experiences at both. So yeah, likewise. Mm-hmm. So um, Loco Cookers, we reached out to them. <clears throat> They've got some really cool technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we reached out to Blackstone, which Blackstone's actually here in here in Cache Valley, Utah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know this was like their. I knew there was a store here. I didn't know that this is where they started. Yeah, this is very cool. This is where where they're <clears throat> headquartered. Um, and then we also, I, I couldn't do this and not reach out to Traeger. Obviously. I'm a Traeger guy. I love Traeger. Which, how long has the Flat Rock been around? That's a newer thing, right? It just came out. It's maybe been out for like two months. Okay. Maybe That's three. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's a, that was a new launch this year in, in 2023. I think they launched in February or March. Okay. So. Cool. Um, reached out to each of them and just said like, hey, we're. We're going to talk about this on on a podcast episode. These are the brands we're reaching out to. Like, what is your differentiator? If you had two or three things that you'd want our listeners to hear, what would they be? And, you know, 
based on this and the feedback we get from the podcast, like I'm personally in the market and we'll probably be buying one. So yeah. And then surprisingly, they all sent each of us their top of the line models (laughs) to try out. And it's been really informative. Yeah. So thank you to the (laughs) less than 300 followers we have on Instagram that justified that for them. You guys made this happen. Just kidding. That would have been awesome though. Can you imagine? (sighs) No. So no no free merch. (laughs) No. uh, And that's fine. Like we weren't. Yeah. I almost put something in like, please don't send us anything. We just want the information. Like, right. Um, yeah. And I joke, like, like I say, I like being like kind of from the consumer perspective of. Yeah. You made this yeah, point we'll as we were talking, this. as we were getting ready to start, like we're the buyer right now. Yeah. We don't have any preconceived or like informed knowledge to right. bias us. Or like just how my daddy did it or whatever. Like we're very open-minded and just trying to read into the features. So, yeah. Whereas if you're buying a pellet grill, like I am very biased towards Traeger. Mm -hmm. Mm. This is when Haley left town, she took my phone and she, uh, she set several alarms for me. So I didn't forget of things I had to do. What's this one say? Continue Uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm supposed to check on, check on our chickens. Oh, but I did that last night, so they're fine. Are they outside? Uh, they're in the garage now. Nice. I put mine outside last night. I'm a little nervous about it. Did you check on them before you yeah. you came over? Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. I'm mostly just worried about my dog. So, Duke. Yeah. If I go home to blood and carnage. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> I'll think about a brand new flat top to cook them on. Yeah. It took me long enough to like be able to eat the eggs. I'm not sure I want to do meat birds. I don't think I could either. Haley and one of her brothers have talked about doing meat birds, and I just not so much. Huh? Nah, yeah, can't really get attached it. to them. I feel like like I'm kind of excited to like hang out with them because that's where I'm at with my life. But <laughs> if I like, man, was like, oh, you're gonna be delicious. I think kids, I'd have a hard time just wait for that. your thirties. The things that make <laughs> you happy, living the freaking dream, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right um what do you want to start with john um why don't we i don't care you pick one let's start with loco loco I feel like that's a good one to start with right yeah and i think out of all of them loco probably has the most impressive technology yeah or at least they talk about their technology in a way that makes it the most impressive right right yeah. Um, and let's see where they call it their uh, IQ temperature regulation technology. Yeah. So a little different than just low, medium, high, right? Like you set a temperature. Yeah. So on on all of um, on all of these, like you've got knobs to turn and control um, the Traeger and the and the Blackstone. It's a lot like your kitchen stove. Like you turn it on, there's a high, there's a low, there's places in between. Um, The Loco has a digital control on it that you can control in 25 degree increments. Hmm. And then what I thought was really impressive is they've got thermocouplers, which are, it's a fancy word for thermometer that sends like a signal back. Like it's a sensor. Yeah, it's a sensor for heat. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's taking temperature readings from each section of the grill and then sending that back to a little microprocessor that it turns the gas flow on and off based on what temperature it is and what temperature you have set to it. Yeah. So it's able to like dial in and get real, real precise. Which is pretty impressive because, uh, and they mentioned in their response to us, like those high, low, whatever are pretty subject to temperature fluctuations, like based on a lot of different factors. So having a sensor that just continuously keeps that where you want it is, I could see how that oh, yeah. would be if, very helpful. If the wind starts blowing ambient temperature, like high when it's 100 degrees outside is very different than high when it's negative 15 degrees, which, mm-hmm. I mean, folks, if it's negative 15, you probably shouldn't be outside using a flat top. But yeah, um, I could see us doing it. <laughs> I'm not. I can not totally gonna, see myself doing it, like bundled know. up in a parka, trying to stay warm. <laughs> um, but that was like, I love technology. Like, in any way you can use technology to make your life simpler, I think is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other cool thing about Loco is they've got white grills, yeah. which make them pop and stand out. Yeah. Almost anywhere you're at. They really look cool. They look so sharp. I was walking through it with my kids, and I had never heard of them. This was probably six months ago. And we walked by. I think we were at Home Depot. I can't remember, but I was like, ooh, what is that? Like, very interesting looking. And it looks good. Like, it looks really nice. I wonder if it would be kind of gross to try to keep clean once your grill gets seasoned and you're greasy and stuff like that. I don't think think the exterior will be hard to keep clean. Like it's, it's a nice, I went and looked at them, um, this week at home Depot and like, it's a nice powder coated, um, like sheet metal that I think as long as you wipe it down mm-hmm. from time to time, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll have any issue. Hmm. I mean, the underside of the hood and like, I think it's worth talking about like all, all of these have hoods that you can pull down over the top of them. Mm-hmm. Those hoods are not intended to be used while cooking. Yeah. They're all like, it's just there just to the cover. cover the griddle while it's being stored. So yeah. Um, you shouldn't even have like a lot of soot or anything build up underneath yes, it. Sense. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. the, the lids are open and that'll, that'll help it from warping mm-hmm. too. But the, the one thing that I think is worth calling out that, I don't know if it's a a drawback or not. Um, the loco has to be plugged in. Oh, I don't think I knew that because yeah. of all their smart. Yeah, because of the technology. Um, and the Traeger, the Traeger requires power too, but you can run the Traeger off of a nine volt battery. I found out. Oh. Wow. Um, or you can plug it in, but yeah, the loco has to be plugged into hmm. into uh, into a plug. Interesting. So something to just keep in mind if you're considering buying one of these. Like I know it's something that I think about. I mean, pellet grills are the same way. You can't just take mm-hmm. them and use them wherever. Like you've got to have you gotta have power. Right. And one thing that we didn't put on the show notes that I was just thinking, uh, we should maybe talk about price a little bit just to get as we're comparing. Yeah. Which I think is gonna depend on 
where you're at and scratch and dent cells, stuff like that. But. Yeah. So the uh, the Loco, the three burner at Home Depot, I think was six hundred, seven hundred bucks. On their website, I think it's seven hundred. Seven, yeah, seven. Thirty-six inch three burner. They have a little tabletop that you can get for two fifty though. Interesting. So, does it have the same? It does. There's just one burner. It's got a little one of those green propane bottles you hook to it. Nice. Yeah, it looks it looks similar. Uh, I was wrong. It's seven ninety nine. It's eight hundred bucks. Yeah, for the three burner. That's what I, that's what their website says. Seven ninety nine. So. Yep. Um, the cool thing about Loco though is if you really like buy one and you love the technology, they've got they've got a bunch of different cookers um, to include a um, a charcoal kettle. Oh, really? It uses the same technology. Oh, wow! Except instead of like turning the gas on and off, it opens and closes the dampers. Are you serious? Yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, they've got them at Home Depot. Huh. They, uh, I was looking at it. it looks kind of cool. Very cool. So, um, that's Loco. I think we hit, um, I think, oh, this, this is the other thing. Um, the grease management. Oh yeah. On it is they, uh, which is a big deal with a griddle. Cause it's not like it's falling through the grates or anything. Like it's just there. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's, there's drains to the, to the front um, that was one of the things that says release the grease, the drain hole design, uh, the cooking surface on a loco griddle is designed to let excess grease flow to the corner where it drains through a small hole into a reservoir where it is stored. This minimizes surface grease and eliminates the possibility for excessively greasy food. So. Kind of reminds me of like, a, like, a, oh shoot. Camp Chef griddle mm-hmm. just kind of flows forward into the grease tray with a little hole on the side. Yeah, so. and I get, I didn't realize this. I don't know why I didn't even think about this, but Camp Chef also has flat top griddles. Oh, like electric ones? <laughs> or no, propane ones. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So they've got it. Um, it's. It looks like they use the exact same griddle design that you can get for your camp stoves. Mm-hmm. So very similar there. Oh, I haven't even looked at their stuff. Yep. I just assumed that they were kind of the OG camp stoves and that he's just stuck with that, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but the so the the grease on the grease drain on this is they're calling out as a differentiator. Um the thing that I like about the loco is the grease drains to the front and then there's just like a little drawer you can pull out oh. um on the side so it's not open or exposed, like you're probably not gonna spill it. Mm-hmm. The drawer looked a little small on the on the videos. I didn't look at it in store, um, mm-hmm. but I think you could get creative if you want to just like pull the drawer and put a bigger pan, yeah, underneath. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's uh, that's loco, <clears throat> loco. Um, should we go back to? You want to do Blackstone? Let's do Blackstone. Let's talk about Blackstone. So most of Blackstone's like draw, I think, is what this guy's saying. First of all, I think Blackstone's super popular. Like you see them all over. If you're looking up griddle cooking on YouTube, I dare say most of what you're going to find are going to be people with Blackstones. I feel like they've been in the market for a while. Yeah, I don't know if they're they're the OGs. Like I don't know if they're the first one that went to market with it. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely have the largest market share. Yeah. 
at least the way all the algorithms push everything to me. Like mm-hmm. I see more more black zones than I see anything else. Yeah. Which is crazy that they started right here and now they're a I mean I dare say like nationwide company for sure. Oh yeah, they're like top line <laughs> revenue is five hundred million dollars. That'd be all right. So somebody told me I could last week. That. That's crazy. Yeah. Um well, their big thing is their value. Uh, they like to, uh, like, you can buy them direct to consumer and save a little bit of money that that way. Yeah, well, that and it's not a, you know, Loco essentially has two sizes. I guess they've got a, they've got a tabletop unit. Mm-hmm. Um, Traeger has one size. Camp Chef has a couple of sizes, I think, but um, I mean, Blackstone has several different sizes, so you can get what you need based on on your needs and your budget. You know, they call it, they've got a 17 inch model that you can get for less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Or you can go top of the line and spend 900 with something that's got air fryers and yeah, what the heck? Like built in air fryers. I know. I, that's crazy. I saw that. I watched a couple of videos. Um, people say they haven't used them as much as they they thought they would. Uh huh. But I don't know, man. We eat a lot of French fries. Yeah. And the idea of being able to cook some French fries in an air fryer outside and not have my whole house stink like yeah. like fries. Uh huh. Sounds kind of cool. It looks kind of cool. I mean, it just, it's a four burner and then it's got just it's a good. couple air fryer drawers right underneath it. Yeah. I, that's insane. I didn't, I spent more time focusing on the griddle. I really want to go back and like watch some videos about the air fryer. Yeah. I've got to assume they have to be plugged in. Like there's got to be a fan in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably right. But it's, it is pretty impressive. Just the, the versatility and the differences, um, that Blackstone offers, and they really are, of, all the all the grills we looked at, they have the the best value proposition. I think in yeah. terms of, getting the job done for the least amount of money. Yeah, and I mean the accessories they have with it because they've been around for so long. Like I'm just looking right now at some of the accessories you can buy. Like. And I mean, Loco was like this too, but they have full like products that you can buy to go with it. They have stuff for pizza. They mm-hmm. have lids for like popcorn, like I said, or I mean, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I could spend a lot of money at Blackstone. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that um, they called out. You know, I swapped emails with their their VP of marketing who shared this with us, you know, that the the bullet point that he had on here was Blackstone has the largest ecosystem of accessories and tools to unlock uh, more food variety. Our accessories are all designed to enhance the griddle experience while our digital content is there to help expand consumers cooking possibilities. Yeah. So very cool. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So um yeah, I'm really excited about all the potential. Like I kinda wanna I've been teasing Haley that she's going to come home to a griddle. Mm-hmm. 
when she comes back from this trip. Do it. You deserve it, John. You worked hard. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was going to, and Costco is out of out of Blackstones. Well played, Costco. Well played. You may have there saved were, a marriage. There were two there <laughs> when I went on uh, when I went earlier this week, mm-hmm. and then man, it's been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the boys and I have been cooking the whole time she's gone. We did picanha on thursday Mm. we had maybe some of the best ribs of my entire life last night Mm. i was gonna bring you some um i cooked three racks Uh one rack went to my parents and then between my boys and i and like look i'm not saying they ate it all i did my fair share (laughs) too but my four seven and almost 10 year old between the three of them ate more than a rack of ribs. Oh dude, that makes my soul happy. Yeah. We had we had three ribs left. That's awesome. And I've uh I don't know if this is a spoiler alert or not, because I just realized we probably ought to talk about this on the show at some point. Um but from each of these cooks, I've taked taken part of the I've taked I've taken mm. the uh part of the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um and vacuum packed them and put them in the freezer mm-hmm. to try a reheat. Oh, um. So the only three ribs that were left were all I had for my my vacuum packing experiment. That's so fair. I'm um, not offended, but I'm glad the boys ate them. You should be offended. They were, <laughs> yeah. Did a three two one method. Mm. Um, and they were just they were so good. Mm. They were super good. I need to get on my rib game again. Yeah. Um, anyways, when we went on Wednesday, when I was really tempted, I was like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use it before. Yeah. They were out. Yeah. So well played. Yeah. Well played. So still hmm. looking. Um, but it, it is hard to argue with the value and like the quality seems to be there. Yeah. Like, um, I looked at the one at Costco. I've the number of people that have them and the lack of bad things you hear about them. Right. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and I've seen yeah. lots of them on on the classifieds or on Facebook Marketplace that are you know three four years old, mm-hmm. and like the griddles aren't warped, like yeah. they're not severely discolored, like they they look pretty awesome. Mm. That's awesome. Well, John, now's the time. Your time to shine. Tell Trigger. us about the flat top. Or the flat rock. The flat me. rock. The flat I know. rock. I, I have so many mixed feelings about the flat rock. Okay. Um, one, because it seems like a departure from their main product line. Like, I get it. Flat tops are really popular right now. Trigger needs to tap into that market. Um, it makes sense from that perspective, but it does feel like a departure from their, their what got them here. Yeah. Their core business, um, which is okay. And I, like, I'm not upset with that. Um, they've got, they sent us three bullet points. Two of them I think are really tied together. Um, and the other one is just their, they call it their pal, um, or pop and lock, accessory rail so they spent a lot of time 
thinking about how you could connect things to hold your spatulas or add a shelf or, you know, do mm. X, Y, or Z, um, that they, they've got a method there that I think is just kind of like, it is what it is. It, it's not something that got me super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did think was really cool is the way that they've isolated the zones on their grill. Um, that it's not just a flat griddle with three burners underneath it. There's actually kind of like little compartments built with dividers oh. that allow you to have better control over the temperature in each section of the grill. Okay. Um, and rather than having one burner that runs down the middle, it's a U-shaped burner in each section are oh. the are the two are really the two call it. So they call it their true zone temperature control. Um, says features three distinct insulated cooking zones separated by heat shields that go above and beyond to protect heat from bleeding from one zone to another. So you can cook at different temperatures ranging from 350 to 600 simultaneously with everything prepared and timed to perfection. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at some pictures on their website of, uh, I don't know, it looks like fajitas. So they've got just tortillas warming on one zone, they're cooking their vegetables on the other zone, and then they've got their meat cooking mm-hmm. on the other zone. Like, Interesting. Yeah, which I think is a really important thing. Yeah. Um, and the, let's say the U-shaped burner, it says feature, features double to Feature doubles the direct flame cooking surface to ensure even heat distribution across the entire cooking top, allowing customers to maximize the cooking space, which I think is great. Like, yeah, the more you can get direct flame on the grill, like it's true, you'll have a better, better control over, yeah, over the heat. Um, the two things that they didn't talk about that. I think are pretty cool and are part of the reason I've been drawn to Traeger overall in general. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, the grease management, grease management comes off, off a spot in the front and then there is just a bucket underneath. So it's, looks like it's about the same size as their, the drip bucket on their other grills mm-hmm. on their pellet grills. Like, it is solid. It is underneath. It is attached, locked in. Like that thing's not going to fall off and you're probably not going to overflow it, which if you're cooking a bunch of bacon or doing a lot of cooking, yeah, I could see the loco overflowing mm-hmm. and it's I, just that little drawer there. And I could see the blackstone overflowing. Mm-hmm. The one thing we didn't talk about on the blackstone that I don't know how I feel about. Um, I think I know how I feel about it, but like, I need to see one. I need to use one to really the grease trays on the back. No, okay. Which doesn't seem like a big deal, but when I think about it being out on my deck, yeah, up push, against the railing, push towards yeah. the railing. Now I've got to pull the whole grill out, reach back there. Like mm-hmm. my deck is already too full because I have too many cookers out there to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to be kind of cumbersome and a pain in the butt that. A couple of people called it out in different reviews I watched. Like, I think it's fair. Like, mm-hmm. not having it on the front, I think, might be a, a design flaw. That makes sense. But, but, I mean, it's not like you're doing it, like, while you're cooking, so you don't have to scoot out a hot thing, right? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I've I've had to empty empty my tin can of grease on on my camp shelf yeah, when I've been true. like you're cooking a bunch of bacon or a bunch of sausage or something in the morning and mm-hmm. you got grease going like especially when you're cooking a lot of bacon like that's a lot of grease you got to deal with. Right. So um, I think mm. Traeger did that right. They've got a huge bucket comparatively. The other thing that I've always appreciated about Traeger is just how solid they feel. Yeah. Like, Heavy and well-made. And, yeah. It yeah. is a thicker steel than anybody else has. Um, like you just, you grab onto it. And this isn't to say that the Blackstone or the Locos feel like they're going to fall apart. Yeah. But like it is so solid. It's kind of like at Home Depot, like you open the lid to a Weber and like, you're like, that's a lid. It's not going to go anywhere. And then you open the next grill next to it. And it's yeah, like, it's like yeah. yeah, like it, it moves and it's smooth, but there's a significant difference in weight and just yeah, that weight and sturdiness feels like quality. Yeah. Um, So I really like that about the flat, flat rock. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other cool thing I mentioned earlier is it does have an electronic um, igniter and flame detection to make sure that it doesn't blow out mm-hmm. um, that needs to be plugged in, but you have the option of running it off of a 9-volt battery. Just a little 9-volt like smoke detector battery, huh? Yep. Interesting. Hmm. So. And uh, retail price? It's $900. 900 bucks, huh? That's the... That is the hard part to swallow. Yeah. Like... That's $900 just for the flat top. Like you can spend $900 on a Blackstone. Yeah. But it's got air fryers and a whole bunch of right. other features yeah. that make it seem um, make it seem like you're getting a lot more. Right. Like I think the most expensive, it looks like you've got it up right there. Yeah. This is just at Walmart though, but I'm looking at the four burner Blackstone with the air fryers and a hood. Walmart has it for six forty seven. So yeah, I'm I'm on the Blackstone website and it's they've got these are the electrics the seventeen twenty twos yeah thirty six griddle thirty six inch griddle air fryer Looks like this has three air fryer drawers is $800. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. it. There's a lot of accessories you could buy with that extra Yeah, 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 300 bucks, depending on what you yeah, get I mean, you could, you find it. You could buy a whole nother cooker yeah. for that amount. Yeah, that's true. You could so, buy two of them. Um, yeah, that that's where it gets hard. Like, I'd love to have another Traeger on my deck, just because mm-hmm. I have a bunch of Traegers. Right. Um, I think it's really hard to make that argument to my wife. Yeah. Especially when there's quality products, like Blackstone's not garbage mm-hmm. for significantly less. So, gun to your head. What do you choose? Oh, I'm you pro- have to buy it. I'm probably buying a Blackstone. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. Money is not a question. Money is not an issue. I'm buying a flat rock. Yeah. Really? Over the Blackstone? 
Um, just because of the name or what set you over the edge? The durability um, or the... What, like, I think, one, I like just the big, solid feel of the product. Uh-huh. Um, I do think that the, like, the heat shields to separate the different cooking zones mm-hmm. um, is a pretty big deal. And I've talked to, like, Molly talked about his. I've talked to a couple of... Right other of the Traeger guys that have them, like it seems like it works pretty well. And mm-hmm. I think that is a, like, it would be really nice to have my hot spot and then have a right. warm spot just to kind of keep things going. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I think it's the grease management is like the big piece for me. Really? Yeah. That mm-hmm. I worked at a, worked at a fast food place too. Well, it wasn't really fast food. It was, it's called Valentino's. It was the only, pizza and hot sub shop in Brookline, New Hampshire mm. when I was in high school. Um, I was the town's very first pizza delivery boy. Oh, that's quite the honor, John. I know. Well done. You're welcome, Brookline. <laughs> I am the reason you have delivery today. <laughs> um, but it, like, man, when, when I'd work the grill, like if that, grease drawer filled up and you didn't drain it like it was guaranteed to be a mess yeah gross and a huge mess well yeah that and like we had a tiny tiny kitchen like when you open the doors to the refrigerators like you couldn't walk past the prep table Mm. like we had (laughs) we had one big prep table that they made pizzas on we had the grill station and it was I don't know, probably a 48 inch, maybe it was 50 inch, like 55 inch flat top grill, Mm. two fryer baskets and our pizza oven. And like Mm. when there were six of us in the kitchen, like there was no room for anybody else. Had a couple of guys prepping pizzas, somebody on the grill and then somebody at the oven and then a couple of girls that were up front working the, working Mm. the register. I guess we did cold subs up front too. But if you spilt that grease bucket on the floor Friday night, like. Mm. Huge mess. Oh, and everybody hated you. Yeah. It was like trying to stop and clean that up in the middle of the rush. And like, you can like leave it there. Even with all the rubber mats, people were sliding all over the place. Mm. So the grease management's a big thing. And I think Traeger, I think Traeger's probably doing it the best right now. Yeah. So hmm. noted. You, what are you doing? I think I gotta go Blackstone. I think I uh, I have no hate for either of the other two. Like it'd be awesome, but I like I love that it's local. That just makes me makes my heart happy. Um, but yeah, I think I think I would go Blackstone for sure. So very cool. Yeah. All right. Well. Next time you see us, they will have sent us brand new products of all of these and we'll have tried them. We're talking to you, Blackstone. Hook us up. Please. <laughs> no, um, but if everyone would please comment, tag our wives, um, and tell them why we need a... Yeah. I feel like we've made some compelling arguments. That's basically what this episode was, was trying to convince our wives. So. <laughs> it's one less... One less thing you have to clean Mm -hmm. and yet another reason to get me to help cook. There you go.
I'm on board. So, there you go. Alrighty. Well, until next time, I'm John. I'm Mike. And this is Fat Guys with Smokers. Thanks for listening to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't forget to tune in for even more nonsense from a couple of Fat Guys with Smokers. Don't forget to like, subscribe.